Hey, I'm Laura Beth Kewen. This is a Flirting with 30 bonus episode. It's my uncut interview with my friend Debs. It's about choosing to go through IVF, uh, in vitro fertilization. It's a way of conceiving kids. I decided not to turn this into a full edited episode of Flirting with 30 because it's ultimately about choosing to have kids and I thought we'd cover that topic pretty well enough already. But I had recorded this conversation and it's just a really honest chat about making a big life choice and being decisive in the face of uncertainty and so many of the other themes that we talk about on Flirting with 30. Anyway, I loved having this conversation with Debs. I hope you enjoy listening to it. I'd love to hear what you think of the episode or any of the others that you've listened to. You can find me on Facebook. It's Flirting with 3030. Or I'm at Laura B. Kewen on Twitter and Instagram. That's Laura B. K E O W N. Enjoy the show. It's my wonderful, brave, thoughtful, articulate, and charming friend, Debs. Ready to start? Yeah, I'm ready. How about to start off, um, introduce yourself. I'll say your name and how old you are. Okay. Hello, my name is Deborah, and I'm 30 years old. 30? Just, well, and I say recently, a few months. <laughs> I was, I've been 30 for a few months. Perfect age for being on Flirting with 30. Perfect. And I brought you in to talk about, well, I brought you in to talk about making hard choices, but it kind of morphed into talking about uh, knowing what you want. Yeah. And, and that's because you recently decided to go through the process of IVF. Yeah. Okay. Can you just explain what that is first? Cool. So IVF is in vitro fertilization, for those of you who aren't in the know. Very scientific. Yeah. Um, but what we're going through, so obviously the most obvious choice for people to go through IVF is because they've had trouble conceiving, um, which is different to my partner and, and I. Um, we're going through it because he has um, he has a genetic mutation called the CDH1 gene mutation. Um, more science. More science, so science. Um, and that meant that a few years ago, nearly three years ago, he had his stomach removed his entire stomach removed. Um, so that's been quite a big change for us. But And the, this, that's about that's about a predisposition to cancer, right? Yeah, so... so it's a, it's um, preventative that they remove his stomach and it's yeah. genetic as well. Yep, yeah, yeah. so he had a 50% chance. So his dad has, is positive for the gene and he had a 50% chance and he was positive, which means that he has a 50% chance. Well, our children have a 50% chance, yeah. Um... Yeah, so he had, the doctors were like, you need to get your stomach removed so mm-hmm. that you don't die when you're in your mid-30s. Mm. That's essentially was the, was the reasoning <laughs> in its um, kind of simplest forms. Form. So we, um, like, obviously once he had it done and we had gone through, he had gone through the process, um, we started thinking about what that meant for us having kids in the future. Um, we... I don't really like uncertainty, and so I started, well, lots of people started talking to us about it even before we'd even thought about having children, mm. and that scared me a lot because I don't like people. I mean, one person said that um, you could only get 
you'd have to go through IVF, but the only place that did the IVF that we needed was Monash, and it would cost us like $100,000 or something. But there were people who were like, oh, you just won't be able to do anything about it. So I was like, why don't we just go ask some experts, <laughs> some doctors who know okay. the science? Um, so we were quite proactive, and we talked to genetic counsellors, and they were really great, and they said they were basically... There were three options that we could take, and that was have children naturally and, you know have no intervention at all and then just wait and then maybe there'll be some kind of gene therapy developed when the child, by the time, you know, they needed to get treatment. Um, and that would seem like a, quite a big gamble to me because gene therapy can range from, from, from what I know, can range from taking a pill that has very little side effects to quite big, big things. So I didn't know what that would look like. And also we emailed um, the researchers in Otago who were doing work on it and they said that, you know, don't rely on it because it could... Like, we had heard that there was they were close to some kind of um, testing for it, but they said that it could take another 10 years or longer. Like, so there was no point. Sure. If you had another option to not, to not rely on it. Yeah. And then the the second option was to get pregnant naturally, and then you could um, they would do they could test while you were pregnant at a certain stage to see if your baby was positive, doing a thing called amniocentesis, which is when they put, basically put a big needle and test the placenta, I think, or amniotic fluid. But that's quite got its own risks. And the question that I had was, well, if our baby is positive, will that mean that I won't have a baby? And I, that's not wasn't something that I felt. That I would be happy to do if I tried to have gone through the process of getting pregnant and carrying a baby that I really wanted. Um, and then the last cho- pro- um, option was IVF. And in IVF, they have a process called uh, pre-implantation genetic diagnosis, which is where they can, you go through IVF, you create your embryo, and think about day five, they can test whether or not you're embryo is positive or negative and obviously anything that's positive they don't use and they freeze all the ones that are negative mm. or any viable ones so yeah yeah and that should be 50 50 for the ones they yeah so say they get eight eggs from me and they all they can fertilize all of them technically four will be used viable mm. yeah okay tell me about how they get eggs from you so i'll go through ivf so the actual process of ivf is um the when they extract your eggs so and IVF is what the woman goes through, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah. So um, the process is I'm going to go through it in January. And so what they've told me, I haven't had my big appointment yet, so which is next week. <laughs> but um, they basically, the first day of your period, you get put on a special pill for a month. And then after that month, you get, you start taking your injections. And the injections are hormones that the doctor has, I guess, decided are best for me based on um, there are levels that they've tested for in me that I can't remember the name of mm-hmm. um, and they will basically get my my body, my uterus to my ovaries to produce a hell of a lot of eggs as many as possible mm-hmm. and then once I've gone through that which is about another month I believe I they'll extract them which takes about a few, not very long but takes you out for a day it takes you out for a day. Yeah. So is it quite in, is invasive? Yeah. It's invasive. So you get. But is it surgical? No. I mean, no. they they go in, and I mean, they put you. You're sedated. Oh. But they basically go in and to your vagina. Uterus. Yeah, to to your uterus. Okay. And then they have a big needle and they um, pull them out. 
that's essentially it. I don't know the medical terms for it. Pull them out. They pull them out, yeah. <laughs> just vacuum um, them up. Yep. Uh, I've had a friend who's just recently gone through it, oh. so which is quite good to know, except she, um, her line wasn't in properly and she wasn't actually sedated and she passed out from the pain, so, <laughs> which wasn't fun. So I'm going to make sure I'm sedated when I'm um, going, going through it. Okay, so that sounds like um, quite invasive and quite a big process. Uh, what's the cost as well? You don't have to say exactly, but is it expensive? Um, I think it is. Yeah, I think it will be up, upwards of 30, 25 to 30k to get the one. So what I just explained that first IVF, that will be about the cost of it because PGD adds costs on. So they, I think the range that they gave us was something. IVF can range from 15 to 30, but we'd be on the higher end, higher spe- end of the yeah. spectrum because of the extra testing that we need to get done. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, because of Cade's um, condition, we get it covered completely by government and we get two rounds of it. So thank you, New Zealand. That thank you. Yeah. Because, I mean, makes sense because in the long term it could cost them more to have to, if, you know, we had a child that was possible. Care for. Yeah. 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 Um, ooh, okay, interesting. So that's, it's quite a thing and it's quite mm. a process and to undergo and um, that scary story from your friend as well. <laughs> so how, um, how did you come to be certain that that's what you wanted to do? Mm. I think for me... I've always wanted children, so that first decision to want to have kids was pretty easy, um, and my partner also wanted children, so that was like a pretty easy thing, yeah. um, and both of us are quite f- like a lot of facts and wanted to make a decision about our future and our family based on the, op- the things that were presented to us, um, and I think looking at all of the options, it, this was the only option that was... I thought was the right thing for me and Kate also thought the same thing for him. Um, I think it was a bit hard in terms of having to get um, used to the fact that maybe we might be a one-child family, which is not Mm. what I always thought. But, I mean, not everyone can afford... We don't know if um, the funding, even though it's two rounds, we don't necessarily know if that is two rounds if your first round isn't successful, like if maybe that funding is for two. So we're not sure, we're not even sure about the cost of we'll have eggs frozen, we'll have embryos frozen, what that will be and if that will be prohibitive for us having more. So, I mean, all those things are still question marks or if we, if we can afford them. So that kind of stuff was quite hard to, um, I guess, be happy or, you know, find a place of peace Yeah, with it. But I mean, in terms of in terms of wanting to go through, I felt like it would be um, what's the word? It would be irresponsible for us to have children naturally and just to kind of wing it. I just having seen Kay go through what he had to go through because of it. Um, with the prospect, the only other option with us is will be us living in fear for most of our lives. Yeah. Um, hey, it just didn't seem fair for us to bring children into this world that would have to go through that if I could stop that. Like, surely that's, like, I just think, you know, you start, 
you don't just start being a parent once your child's born. Once you've conceived, I think that part of being a parent is thinking about what kind of environment you want them to bring up, to come into and mm. w- how you can give them the best chances in life. And that was just one for me. Because the other option is choosing not to have kids or, yeah. I don't know, yeah. take joy in your neighbor's kids. Yeah, <laughs> and I wish I could, um, <laughs> I wish that I could um, say that I was one of those people, but maybe selfishly, I really <laughs> just, not that I really just want to have babies. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it, it was like, I think it's such a, I never used to think much about it. And that's why I think it's, it must be such a biological thing for some people. Cause all of a sudden I woke up and I was like, I really want to have children. The other thing mm. about having kids is, I think like, even when we talk, when we think of our mutual friend, Danny, like yeah. they kind of had talked about having kids, but they had that chance of like, are we going to get pregnant? Maybe yeah. they just roll the dice. But for you, it's so calculated. It's a very different sort of decision-making process. Definitely. And I mean, for us, we're not going to get, we're not going through IVF to, with the intention of getting pregnant at the, in that cycle. Yeah. We're, we're going through it to for it, have the embryos ready because I'm 30 now. My embryos will always be, those embryos will always be 30-year-old. My eggs will always be 30-year-old eggs and those embryos will always be 30-year-old embryos. So that gives them a better chance of viability, um, uh, as the doctors have said. So I just wanted to be prepared. (laughs) (laughs) You're never really going to be prepared, though. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. And then you'll have this other secondary decision of like, okay, we've got these on reserve. When do we want to actually get pregnant? Yeah. Which I think is a whole other thing. <laughs> we'll have to make another podcast. I know, then. yeah, when we actually decide. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some people, maybe even including me, feel like a bit uncertain about like what they're going to have for tea. You know, like that's quite a hard decision. Same. <laughs> <laughs> but you've like really nutted out something quite tricky. Yeah. Uh, and do you do it just through, like, a lot of time and research and conversations? Um, I think I um, I knew that I wanted to have children, like, and you know, with, with Cade. Um, and I was surprised at how little thought needed I needed to put into it to be able to be really certain and happy with my decision. Hmm. Like... I obviously maybe when I think back of it I've probably done a lot more research but I think the thing for me is um I did a lot of research on what the gene mutation that Cade has Mm. um and that's really scary and I mean a bit of background is that when he went in to have his surgery they didn't have any concrete basically the the information that we were given was that it's a particular very aggressive form of cancer that he's predisposed to that has an average like onset age of about 34, so like mid-30s, which is very young. But in some families, it's um, it has come up in teenagers. So there's a family in wow. Bay of Plenty. So it, it's there's no real – it can be – it's generally very young. Like that's the rule. And um, the chances of getting the cancer was at the time anywhere from like – I think it was like 40, 40% to 90%. So we didn't actually know – it was such a wide range, and the doctors were like, that's really high, even at its lowest. Yeah. But um, when he was in recovery, in, the, in hospital, there was a Canadian research paper that came out, and it said it was 70%, which is very, very, very high. 
so we were like oh thank god <laughs> but yeah I didn't um I think because I knew so much about that gene mutation the decision to want to go through this and not have have my kids go through it was very easy sure mm. so if I'm sitting out if I'm setting out to make a to try to get some certainty to feel like I'm going to plan not just for the next three days, but maybe for the years and years of my life ahead of me. <laughs> uh, what do you recommend? Like, is it arming myself with knowledge? Is that what's, what's going to help me? Or is it like listening to my guts? Yeah, I mean, I think... I want to say that a lot of it was fact-based, but I I think most of it was just knowing that I wanted them and then also that I wanted what kind of parent I wanted to be or, mm-hmm. like, what kind of... Um, what I didn't want my kids to go through. Like, I think that might have been it. So maybe a bit of gut stuff. But in saying that, the all the information that I was given really helped... Like, I, w- I wasn't scared. I haven't been scared at all about it at all, no matter how many horror stories or things I get told. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I didn't even... I don't have any issues, against, I guess, with the morality issue around choosing, because some people might. Choosing so that the was a, that your child has. Yeah, I mean, that would be a really hard thing for lots of people who do have issues with that. But that wasn't ever something that I was concerned about. Um, so it could be... A much harder decision in that respect for some people. Yeah. And I mean, there are, um, you know, I know of people who choose not to even test themselves for these types of gene mutations um, because they don't want to know. Hmm. And I have strong feelings about that, but it's my own feeling, you know. I just think that, you know, you have a responsibility to your children, sometimes not even for yourself, but it should be for yourself too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Cool. Good work, Debs. Um, thanks for talking to me about what's going to happen to your uterus. Um, thanks for having me and my uterus here. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck for your appointment next week. Thanks. And everything that follows. Yeah, I'm sure you'll hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Cool. That was easy. Oh.